Hi, and welcome to Mr. O's Sideways View, a blog and podcast dedicated to all those folks who aren't me. And I've noticed a surprisingly large number of people who aren't. Hmm. Anyway, I'm Mr. O, and it's time to take another sideways view at our crazy world. As the auditorium fills, you see the black curtain hiding the stage. It is a scene of dread, and you feel a cold chill running down your back. Yup, right behind you spilled his vodka and tonic all over you in your seat. Why'd it have to be a sellout? No changing seats. The guy apologizes and offers to buy you a drink. You accept. Heck, if you're gonna smell like a distillery all night, you might as well have to drunk the match. He returns with your double whiskey, sits, and the ice cubes in your pants melt just in time. The house lights dim. The curtain rises on a darkly lit schoolroom. Maybe? How would you know? You've never seen what a schoolroom looked like in the late 16th century. There are no apparent windows, and the desks are high with tall stools. On second thought, this might be a room where scribes were. You've seen pictures of that. Then again, the title of the play is Ishard the Third, so a school is more likely. Hey, the whiskey must be kicking in. It's only been a few seconds, and you're already thinking deep thoughts. Just then, a single spotlight illuminates center stage, and a wizened man, wearing a cassock, steps into the light. The play begins. Greetings to thee. We seest before us a tale of ruin. The sooth tis not for the faint of constitution. Ere I speak the same, thou must be warned. Prithee, I now taketh a moment to speaketh my name. It is Prologus, as my tale is the prologue. He bows and rises, then shakes his head violently. Hang on a second. Did any of you understand that crap? I surely didn't. What I should have said was, Hey folks, welcome to the show. I'm Prologus, and it's my job to give you the prologue. Actually, I'm Father Robert of Chester, but you don't care about that. My part is so small, you won't remember me at all. It really sucks to be me. Eh, anyway, this is a tale of woe and sadness, blah, blah, blah. Some of you will relate, others won't. Whatever. I'll be back at the end to sum it all up. Here's the show. As he exits the light, he mumbles, Why did old Shaky Rear have to make everything so complicated, man? Lights come up on the whole stage, and you find out you were right in your guess that this was a schoolroom. A man and a woman in appropriate dress are having a heated discussion. Through the dialogue, we all learn the man is domineering. The woman has finally had enough, and this argument is about her not obeying the rules. In a fit of rage, she pulls a dagger from her desk and stabs the man in the heart. His death scene is way overplayed and wordy. Come on, nobody says a page and a half of dialogue while bleeding to death. Also, with all those words, he never called out for help. Not very believable. You are sure you could have done this better. There just aren't enough good actors doing Shakespeare anymore. Where is Sir Laurence Olivier when you need him? 
Anyway, while you were pondering things which actually didn't need pondering, the woman has hidden the body in a small hole in the wall conveniently located behind her desk and plasters the hole all in 30 seconds. Boy, she's good. Nevertheless, as you refocus, she is expounding a great monologue about how women will no longer be repressed, and that she will dispose of anyone in her way of becoming the headmistress. You sigh as this is a trite plot, and hope the progression of the story is good, because you paid sixty bucks to see this. As the story progresses, we learn the woman is named Hegeli Tichard, and she is responsible for showing the all-male student body how to cook and sew their own robes. You know, woman stuff. Of course she's against this, as women should be allowed to learn math and science. Consequently, she is angry at all her male students. The only hero the boys have in all this is a highly intelligent serving girl named Lady Victronica. They come to the lady with their desperations, and Lady V chastises and thwarts Tishard whenever possible. Sadly, though, she is not completely successful, and certain people seem to just disappear after speaking to Tishard. Then, in a really great scene at the end of the first act, blood is found behind Tishard's desk. The squires come and open up the wall to find the body of the man from the beginning, who was the father of one of the students. Next, in an extremely confusing bit of writing and acting, Lady V is arrested for the crime and sent to the tower, all while professing her innocence in a three-page soliloquy. I mean, you wouldn't think T-Shard would be suspected yet. It's only the end of the first act. Duh! Unfortunately, you sleep through most of the second act, but only exposition happens then anyway. Nothing important. You awaken just before the third act curtain with more ice down your back. This time it was his wife. Another free double whiskey, and you're all set for the rest of the show. You quickly find out during the second act, as several unimportant folks have either disappeared or shown up dead, Tishard has made convenient alliances with Duke Buckingham and Earl Surrey. Strangely enough, both of their middle names just happen to be of. Hmm... She has also traded her good relations with Margaret Queenie for two assassins to be named later. On the other side, Lady V is now in bed with Margaret Queenie. Well, figuratively, not literally. This was, after all, not an enlightened age. Also, she made friends with houses both in York and Lancaster, though she put a realtor's bid on neither. I'm not sure why you would befriend the house rather than the folks inside, but hey, I never claim to understand Shakespeare. Boy, I guess things do happen during the second act. Stay awake next time! It has come to pass Hegel Tichard is headmistress because everybody else who's qualified is wound up dead. In a terrific uprising scene worthy of Les Miserables, the students storm and free Lady V from the tower. Lady V then confronts Tichard, shouting that her bullying is unfair. Of course, the students agree and attempt to oust her. Regrettably, though, Tichard hides in a third-floor ladies' room. This stops the students cold, as the term gender-neutral has not been created yet. Without the sexual revolution in existence, it is up to Lady V to bring her out. 
they have a really cool sword duel where T-Shard offers the entire worth of the school for a horse. Odd, actually. I think an automatic rifle would be more apropos at that particular moment. But who am I to say? Anyway, T-Shard dies and Lady V is the hero. Predictable Shakespeare ending. Lastly, Father Robert comes out and delivers the epilogue. Don't do what T-Shard did. Or do. What do I care? I'm only a bit player. Heck, the show's over. Go home. Thunderous applause! Thanks for listening, and I hope you laughed a lot. Stop by anytime. Open 24-7 for your smiling convenience. If you liked it, push like or share it with a friend. If you missed an episode, you can hear Mr. O on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and Spotify. Remember to subscribe so you won't miss it again. If you'd like, you can send me an email at ossidewaysview at gmail.com. That's O-H-H-S, sidewaysview at gmail.com. And remember what I always say, laugh now. You can be crabby anytime.